Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ding dong. Hello, Paul. Hello. <laughs> Setting off first run of the month on the heath. A little bit later than normal because we've been away. Your posh voices remind me of Steve's fantastic work in a dual role yes. on the uh, on last week's uh, broadcast. Do where you know, he, do you know when he, he performed you, as both the captain and the uh, steward? On the do you know when we, when we did that? I... I uh, Message to Steve and said, I, th- I really like this. I think we should start doing more little sort of comedy little sketch inserts yeah. like this. And he said, yeah, not all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Steve. But it was good. Yeah, it was <laughs> oh, nice. yeah, it was great. It was good fun, yes. Wonderful. But I sense that you carried the major load for that podcast, for that, for that particular episode. Well, yeah. I what mean, do you reckon? Maybe. <laughs> it's possible. So, welcome back. It's funny because... It's, uh, we're doing our first run of the month on the heath, but we're heading for the middle of April, really. Yes, we and are. And yet again, we keep saying it, but it is happening, but it's the battle for spring, isn't it? Yeah. Leaves and flowers growing in. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's sunshiny, but it's also cold and windy. And the last couple of days have been absolutely quintessential April showers. Yes. Well, I got back on Monday afternoon. It's now Wednesday. <laughs> Morning, I've been in Spain. You've been travelling aw- away as well. You got back on Sunday, having gone away on Friday. Right. It's an Easter joke for you. And whereabouts did you go? Me, I went as soon as uh, the next morning after Brighton Marathon, went to uh, southwest Scotland for three days. Right. To Coodbury. Right. Something like that. Fun times? It was great. It's a lovely yeah. place. And uh, incredible morning magpie. Oh, people would have seen, anyone who follows me on the socials will know that, let's go this way. Yeah. All you need to do there is just sit and look at the tide coming in and out. Right. It's got like a conservatory with an estuary view. Beautiful. And uh, just amazing. So I'm sensing, understandably, that you're, that you're still in marathon recovery mode because you've elected to go on the soft surfaces across here. Oh, no. True, right. false? Yeah, I certainly didn't pick the soft surfaces for my feet. All right, okay. I just thought it was going where we were going and right, it didn't okay, look too, too wet today. How have you been since? Um, Obviously, I'm going to get the story of it, but how have you been since? Um, yeah, well, it was classic. I don't know if other people have this experience, but I always have that sense of how broken are you by the marathon. Yeah. I wasn't. Right. I was fine. That, that way now. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it's quite a good because my wife was there, and it's that's a nice moment. Like in New York, you just uh, finish it and think, right, what are we doing now? Yeah. You know, a bit tired, obviously achy. Yes. But not sort of broken in. Not achy, breaky. Exactly. Whereas other sundry marathons, you get to the end and think, and have like an existential crisis, you know? Yeah. So. That was your intention, wasn't it? To yeah. sort of run it and feel. Okay. Like something left. That's right. Yeah. And uh, partly based entirely on fitness and scheduling, and partly based on the psychology of it being fitter for it and doing it better than last year. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, then we immediately went on holiday. Right. And uh, I didn't take my running shoes. I did a little light stretching on the day, but I hardly stretched. Right. Just basically went on holiday as, as a mode of recovery. Yeah. And genuinely, by the time I ran again on Friday, I, uh, I was missing it. Right. Everybody was going, come on, ready to go. Let's ready go, to go again. Okay, well, that's good. And then, and then, to be fair, then that leads to like a next phase. Then I did a gentle run and a park run. Right. And after the park run, my feet and legs were like, yeah, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is, we're not quite back up to spec. It's interesting that you mention your feet, because it's one thing I never anticipated or even thought about for years the effects of running loads on your feet yeah but it's something you do get a bit more sensitive to isn't it as you get older absolutely yeah just a kind of sort of bone level slight trauma of running a lot on your feet and just how to handle it you know and and also weird things like you know it's very committed to running thing but I'm always thinking my knees and feet are hurting after that run and I think well that's great if you're core isn't hurting right if you don't feel soul tired yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. great that you're externalizing that the, the if the trauma of the marathon is happening in, at the peripheries of your body right it's kind of a win yeah is there any logic in that at all i don't know but i always take it as a win yeah it's sort of but yeah my feet are a bit of a state they're okay sort of feet breakdown because you were you were sort of nursing the possibility of injury on your way into it yeah well basically as far as I can remember yeah, I've got like a, what I'm assuming is a kind of bursitis in my left foot. Right. And that hasn't got any better. Right. And it's unlikely to, the amount of running I'm doing. <laughs> but it's, um, I'm not, it's not freaking me out anymore because I've right. done a marathon on it. It was fine. Yeah. And now I've got <laughs> orthopedic sliders for day wear. Okay. And in, when I'm wearing running shoes, it's not a problem. So all I need is orthopedic fashion shoes. Yeah. I'm out of the house and doing gigs. And you're full orthopedic. And my foot can be damaged and in pain all the time. Yeah. And just completely patch it up. Embrace the orthopedic lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. They'll start calling me ortho. Yeah. King ortho. Welcome on stage, ortho daring. Hey, look at his shoes. <laughs> What's happening down there? Good evening, everyone. You know what it's Any like when you can barely walk. Hey, how are your feet? <laughs> I'm going to get a picture of that Corman drying his wings off on the pond here. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's kind of evil. Mm. In a good way. And then the green hill sward behind. Gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Nice chance to stop for a minute as well. And now I've got a bit of... So that's my left foot. Right. Um, Talk talk me through the... Talk me around the body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, it's only one other, but it's on my right foot. Right. Behind a developing... Yeah, I've got a bit of a callus on the right side of my foot. And after the marathon, behind it, um, a little something which I'm assuming is a blister. Right. But being as I'm not very limber, I can't really see it. I don't know what it is. Okay. It might be a verruca. Right. I'm going to go to the foot doctor, but yeah. probably not till after I've done all these runs. Go to the doctor. But uh, they're both, it's both very peripheral, kind of classic. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Like having a black toe now, you know what I mean? It's, but your feet are weird because you're, all, because you're always on them, though, aren't you? That's the thing about yeah, that's right. running. They don't get a break. Yeah. After, in the first few days after the marathon, or specifically when I first ran, my left knee felt a bit spongy, but nothing specific, and it doesn't anymore. Right. It was just having a little bit of a kind of, oh, really? Yeah. But nothing, nothing twangy, nothing worrying. But enough about me and my marathons. We need to hear about some of your running. Yeah, well, I've been. I've actually because you've been all, you've been running all around the world. You've been around the world like like uh, Lisa Stansfield. I've been uh, Australia, New Zealand, but I did most. Well, I did all of my running there on treadmills, actually. Yeah. Um, the treader. Just because. Jump up on the treader. Just because. Give it a couple of k's and get your clicks in on the treader, mate. Um, just eating. Where's Paul? He's eating shrimps on the treader. On the treader, mate. Um, Tonko. Treadmill Tonko. We're Tonko. (laughs) Because. With apologies to the people of Australia. Because there was. 
there's just loads of travelling and whatever. It just felt like the best place to go to guarantee a nice little run. Yeah, so and also, that. obviously, running in Australia, a constant risk of death from shark, jellyfish, of course, snake or bear. It was, don't, don't be ridiculous, they don't have bears. It was... Um, did you see the, the Italian trail runner who got savaged to death by a bear in northern Italy? No, I did not. Yeah, that was, uh, I saw that the last couple of days. Um, sorry, brief, tragic tangent. Um, Selfish so, uh, perspective on that, but do they have bears in the Brecon Beacons? I think they've just released some bears into the Brecon Beacons, actually, as a sort of Ooh. eco experiment. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Taking it back Ooh. into the wild. <laughs> a little bit furry. There'll be a fella come on with orthopedics. <laughs> Look out for the fella take with him the giant out. shoes. Look at this, eh? Up to everybody. Hello, mate. Oh, no. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. You're a lovely dog, aren't you? <laughs> you're a lovely, friendly dog. Yeah, I didn't bark or anything. You're a lovely, friendly dog. Sorry, mate. Sorry to be scared. Was that the owner of that dog? Yeah, not a word from her. Why did she look at us like, well, right Not a word from us. Maybe we're ghosts. Yeah. Maybe we died and we're haunted. Look through us like we were somehow... At, at fault yes. for being perfectly nice to a dog as she jumped up at you. Yeah, that's right. How, and, uh, how so bizarre. Some kind of calibration. What we need to do is make the dog just maybe 8% less friendly yeah. than the owner. Just, yeah. just give that friendliness. No, you're right. You're all, right. We're, all we're talking about is eye contact. Acknowledgement just, of existence. Just crank it up a little bit. Yeah. Angry person. But, um, <laughs> so, sorry, you're on tread. Yes, you're on Every other day on the treadow. In the antipode. But consistently every other day in the treadow. Nice. Cranking up the tempo on the treadow. So basically, you run for a given amount of time. Cranking up the incline. And you just push the incline as you go. Incline, tempo, crank, crank, crank. Between 25 and sort of 40 minutes. See, the advantage you have there is... I kind of can't bear to think about the numbers and the buttons. Yeah, Once yeah. That doesn't bother you. Yeah, um, but I still get very bored on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I find it issue. very. I find it really difficult. But I, but I enjoy it. I, I, I can find myself. I don't know, just getting a bit fitter on it, and also because it's constant footfall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. adjustment. You can really, you can push it. So I enjoy yeah. that. And well, then, exactly. It's kind of like a. On the one hand, you're pushing it. On the other hand, it's like a safe place. Do you know yes, what I mean? Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. what you're saying. So you did it well. And it's nice. And so that was good fun. And the gigs were, the gigs were great. I mean, huge it's, thousands of people. Yeah, between the smallest gig was six thousand, and the biggest was twelve and a half thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there much of a notable difference big, between those sizes? Yeah, kind of. You kind of with the twelve and a half. It's like you... You have to do your first day up. Hello! Shwang! You kind of... There's an extra half-second pause as you wait for the laugh to sort of travel around the back of the back of the arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not massive. People say, oh, do you work much slower? You don't really. It's just a half-second. Just second. a feel for it. Yeah, just a half-second. And in all those gigs, do you have, on, do you have screens behind you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, great. And you learn to... That's, I, had, I actually had a bit of a breakthrough, actually, yeah, in ooh, terms ooh. of... Sorry. Sorry, mate. More dogs. Yeah, and I ended I up... I had a bit of a rather breakthrough. Rather getting near a dog, I elbowed Paul in the gut. Safest, I think. Yeah. Safest to just do violence. Awful, daring, <laughs> elbow, treadow, tonk in the gut on my head. My shoes are so massive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a bit of a breakthrough in terms of relaxation, actually. I learned some... Yeah. I mean, obviously, I've done loads of arena gigs. Very lucky to be able to do so. Yeah. And when I started doing it, I found them incredibly scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as a comedian, as an actual comedian, sooner or later, your, your subconscious can't help but treat them as normal. Yes, yeah, you just start to... That nervousness has got to step away. You just start to relax. Yeah. And I've so, and also realise you can't win... A room full of 12,000 people with energy. Yeah, no. You can't win them. They have to come to you. Yeah. And the screens are there to help that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just learned to really relax and like Bisto gravy, let the flavour run out. <laughs> and uh, it worked a treat. I really Bisto. enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Bisto Trado Tonko? That's British, is it? Bisto? That's a little bit in inexplicable. Do you know that? Do you know that woman who said hello to Yes. Them? Who is she? Lindsay Tash. Right. She used to work for... Oh, she's always in Edinburgh. Right. She does a, a number of different things. Right. 
because I keep pumping into her. Yeah, uh, she must live near. Yes, yeah, she does, yeah. Oh, but I know her from the Edinburgh Festival. Yes. And comedy, but she's... Yes, comedy, comedy. So, yeah, so that was a big... That was a really big sort of mental breakthrough, actually. Yeah, brilliant. Which was, which was great. So what I no longer have to get stressed about those gigs. And also, it's the question, it's like you say, that is something, because it's not doing the big gigs. It's normalising doing the big Yes, gigs. yeah, yeah, yeah. It ties in with the thing I often come back to, the whole Steve Martin thing. One amazing gig is successful, you know. Not everyone can have an amazing gig, but having one amazing gig is a lot of fun. Yeah. But the challenge of being a comedian is having all good gigs. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're having all really, really good gigs. Yeah. Arena gigs into, into the a good all phase. good gigs. So yeah. It's the same as when I'd never done the comedy store for a long time. Um, and I was quite established and stuff. And I'd been there and I'd done charity gigs and stuff. I thought, oh, yeah, I know the comedy store. I'm a, I'm a jumping comedian. I live yeah. in London, comedy store. Yeah. And then, but for whatever reason, actually getting put there for a weekend. It becomes a thing. Didn't happen. And, right. and I was saying to myself, it doesn't matter. It's just another gig. And then when I did it, of course, it's three days, but also I think probably five gigs, you know. Yeah. Thursday show, two shows on the Friday, two shows on the Saturday. Yeah. And I just remember hitting the stage on the Saturday and thinking, no, this is... This is different. This is different, yeah. I feel like I live here now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Sun just just coming out just as we... Beautiful, yeah. ...come up past Kenwood. It's glowing, isn't it? Beautiful. Hey, hey mate. It um, feels familiar, but I'm not sure whether... Yeah. He looks like an ultra guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Looks like a guy bumped into an apart run at Hackney. Oh, yeah. I know. What a beautiful day today. Hey, talking of ultra guys, Absolute, I remember... Absolutely glorious. Let us celebrate the incredible achievement of... Friend of the show, Liam McIntyre. Yes, what second in the South Downs 50. Yeah, he, the weekend. He ran, uh, it's his first time he's run 50 miles. Yeah. In the South Downs, as you say, came second. Yes. Did it in, what was he running, like eight minute miles? Yeah, I mean, Something like that. yeah. It was enormous. He's an incredible. Yeah, the guy's an incredible runner. Well and, and so he's, I mean, I was going to say. Very gentle. I was going to suggest that there's juxtaposition there, but it's that sense of the, the truly Jedi runners. Yes. They're very calm, um, chilled out individuals. There's, there's no rah about Yeah, no, absolutely not. No. Anyway, congratulations. No, he's a. And Ruger. Well, some well other. Done. And we will get him in. We'll have to get him in. Yeah, we need to talk again. Yeah. And also, there's a lot of great PBs coming in. We haven't got him with us today, but also, he's about to be Manchester. And that's a yeah. fast course. So, you know, we might be picking up some more. And a shout to Camille Herrenhardt. Yes, yeah. for her 48 hour world record yes. run. Which was. Yeah. It's a giant magnolia. I mean, yeah. she's just. Well, she's like. I she's mean, it's like, yeah. Oh, the difference. She's international level. But her and Liam, they're like. Yeah. Yeah. Camille she's, she's exceptional. And yeah. also, she's got that thing. She's so easy going about it. Over yeah. time, yeah. you start to realise. She put that thing saying, yeah, yeah, we did have to artificially rewater my eyes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my eye popped out at the 80k mark and we just like. I kept on running to the next day. And of course, she, she runs yeah, yeah, yeah. a mile every day. Yeah. So people saying, have you started running again yet? She's like, well, no, not really. Although I run one or two miles every yes, day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every day, ever. Yes. Imagine getting up yeah, the next day, yeah, finishing running 270 miles at midnight and getting up yeah. at 10 and thinking, yeah, yeah. better pop out. No, she's, uh, <laughs> she's an incredible you can't, I don't creature. Know. Yeah. We could yeah. just spend all day kind of, that's the way to describe. Yeah, just her. always going to keep messaging a Camille. Particularly as she's so nice that you could say, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like what we really need to be is like Wayne and Garth. In front of her. Yes. Just praising. Yeah, and We're not worthy. Yeah. We're not worthy. Yeah, she's, she's great. So, so. Yeah, inspiring to see all this great running going on. Yeah. So, you're on treadmills. Yeah. And, and uh, then, coming, coming home to the arenas. And then. But then you did some running outside. Yeah, and then I went to, uh, I went to near Malaga. My, uh, my wife's dad's got uh, a couple of little cottages in the sort of mountains off, off Malaga. Yeah. It's, re- it's quite sort of barren and beautiful. Where's there. Malaga? Is that Spanish coast or is it an island? It's... I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just went there. Oh, nice. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't get... It's, quite, it's sort of... It's about an hour from Seville. Right. In some direction. Uh, so I was right about That's Spain. That's about as far yes! as I know. It's in Spain. On the, and it's in did, Spain. When you went from Seville to there, did you go over water? No. But we didn't go to Seville. We just landed in the, in the station and then got and a when you're there. at Malaga, were you by the sea? We were about an hour and 20 from the coast. Right. Uh, <laughs> which was... Which we went there for a day, but we spent most of the time... I spent a lot of time watching DVDs, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so hot. Yeah. But every morning I went for a run. And it was a lovely five-mile, extremely hilly loop. Yeah. Which was very reminiscent of those runs we used to do in Cyprus. I was going to say, Cyprus is my, uh, is my favourite reference to this. To be kind of in a cottage away from the town. Yeah. Get in the morning and run up hot. Yeah, That's yeah. evocative. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was yeah. very well timed for me when we used because we used to do that sort of twice a year. Yes. And I was just, just finding myself as a runner, really. Right. I think that was the first place where I realised I was just amazed that I could run hills. Yeah. Because you used to come out the front door and run to the top of the hill. Yeah. I so I can do this. Yeah. I can't believe it. Do you, do you think we could run back to the calf and then run back? Yeah. Do you think that would be crazy? No, it was just, so lovely up just there. Just so, so I could go to... Um, and also we get a bit more mileage in. A bit more mileage in, yeah. I'm trying I'll to... i tell you what, though. Let's do a little loop we don't normally do, just so we see something different. It's, it won't go... It's not far. Go on. Hard no, left. No. It'll just go down the other side. Oh, okay. You won't regret it. He might regret it. <laughs> or... Just go left here. That's the best way. Yeah, then, then we get yeah, to go get a bit of quicker life, yeah. and see something yeah. new. We're going somewhere we don't go, guys. Very exciting. We've never been here before. Yeah, this is nice. Across the grass, across the grassy sward. Yeah. So, and I'm considering. So, how I'm many times did you do that run? You want, mate? How many times did you do that? I five did it five run? times. Yeah. So it's nice just every morning. Yeah. Very, very. I was going to say extremely hilly, like sort yeah. of crazily hilly. Yeah. Um, so, so a strange little corollary to getting on treadmills and working the incline. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that kind of yeah, it was, uh, unavoidably good workout to it. Yeah, it was really nice, yeah. Also, just as long as you didn't have a corollary while you were out there. No, it was, uh, <laughs> it was lovely. Cool, and now you're back. And now I'm back here, and I'm going to... I'm going to uh, I'm going to do Race to the Stones. Very good. I like the way uh, there was a circle there, but then you no, you done. ideated, didn't you? He's no, going I'm to do it, guys. I'm doing I'm doing Race to the Stones. Yeah. Great. I went not in a kind of last year I messed up way. This year I'm going to get it right way, but sort of in a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. You've got to I just have want some g- relationship with that. Yeah. I want to get in shape so that I can experience the event fully. <laughs> well, it's almost exactly what we're talking, mate. Three months from now. Yeah. So uh, there's time for a good there's time for a good training block. Yeah, yeah. I'm in fairly good f- stage anyway, and I just want to get into that stage of like running as transport. Yeah. Just running to like today I'm going to run home for instance from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Just getting into get that sort. Of, yeah, yeah, getting into miles without chasing the miles. Just time on my feet, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Economically running, and and running in a way that doesn't stress my body too much. Oh God. I We're just there. enjoying sorry. it. <laughs> I did a little, sorry for the interruption, but I did a little bank bend. I thought, I'll go across that way. Oh, you're on the wrong side of the fence. Oh, there. right, okay. Um, and I whipped up the bank on the other side of Paul, and then, of course, as I hit it, parkour style. Pretty slippy. Pretty slippy. We got there through. We, we got through. Heading back up to the wood. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, just going to... Initially, just start running every other every other day, but proper sort of distances, yeah. and then sticking a few sticking a few back to backs, back to back before on, the event. On terrain, I would say. Yeah, before the event. Exactly. It's like I was saying to someone the other day. This guy came up to me after my gig, who's uh, doing the London Marathon. Yeah. I think he is completely ready, and his attitude's really good. But it was a really interesting conversation because he's so, you know, just didn't speak marathon. Right. You know, he's a guy who can run. He's had a bit of an injury. He's come back. He's done the training. He's got a realistic idea of the magnitude of the task. Right. But he doesn't know what it is or what it's going to be like. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's very hard to describe, but it just brought me back to what I find more and more, I suppose, post-Race of Stones, but also just after 
Brighton <laughs> is to absolutely minimise your unknowns. Yeah. Just to get as close to a map of what the hell's going to happen right. as you can. All the while realising that that is just creating space for surprise. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 totes. I mean, a lot of it is just, it's that and also just basically getting really fit. Yeah. Getting as fit as you can. You know, time on your feet. Yeah. Getting your body used to. Wonderful. You know, two, three hour runs. Love that stuff. You know. As you know. Yeah. As opposed to last time, barely trained, did one 25 mile run with some potatoes, rocked upon the day. Yes. Also quite often doing things like me saying, I want to try this walk loaf and you're going, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just sorting out nutrition. I bought a cup. Yeah. But um, I think that, on the other hand, the really key fundamental thing with it that you've already changed is, is not limping in. You know, you just said, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's fundamental. That's yes, the hard of course, job. absolutely. You know, there was a, yeah. a sense that you might, might not. I was, to I was toying with it a bit last year. Yeah, even, yeah. even when you were doing it. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like Patrick, I was really worried about Patrick, who did great, by the way. Right. Who's doing, like me, is doing Brighton and London. I was saying, what's the training run? I might run 22, I might run 26. And I thought, in that space of doubt, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much scope for it going wrong. Absolutely. Which it totally didn't. Yeah. Well done, Patrick. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sorry, my uh, son's just <laughs> message to say, morning, where is everyone? <laughs> Which is valid. We maybe should have left a Classic. <laughs> Classic teen message. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, I can't get rid of that. Will you do um, Race the Stones as the uh, weekender? Yes, I will do. Excellent. Oh, oh. oh no, sorry, That's mate. so cruel. Sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go well. Sorry. Trying to help. <laughs> I kicked it back and it went too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> More exercise for him. Thanks to that dad for making a positive out yeah. of my thoughtless intervention. Yeah, an innocent child there kicked a football in the direction of Rob, who promptly kicked it down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Oh, the sun just went in. I want to be in you in front of the house. Where is he? Come into the shop. Come into the shop. The tonk's inside him behind me. We're tonk. We're tonk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it. So, yeah, so running is sort of. Nice and slow. Yeah, just, 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 just as we've been doing, really. But I've just, Absolutely. for some reason, I've just, just clicked in the last just couple of months. Bit, no well, injuries, a bit of consistency, and also a sense that that's such a summer run, spring coming. You know, Imagine yeah, yeah. Want something from the world? And you've got the, you've got the marathon coming up in the beacons. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But also, I will say. I said it before, and you've politely brushed it away. But once you've done that, race the stones. Have a think about the Yorkshire Marathon in October. 
Yeah. It's the 10th anniversary. Yeah. It's yeah, in maybe. Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. Let me think. Let me see how it goes. Yorko. Yorko Tredo Tonko. The marathon sort of brings up notions of time and stuff for me. I don't know. I sort of I find it hard to perceive the marathon as anything other than a race. Yeah, know. and this is why you should park it now and then maybe yeah, see when you've done races. So it might change. Yeah. Should we go over there? Should we do a little... Whoa, it's, it's constant change. change it's here yeah. to stay. You know, the only thing is we've just been there and it was quite muddy. All right, okay. We'll go. just get back okay, to go. that place where we had a bit of trouble. Oh, we're so close to where we were. Um, sorry. Yeah, it might change. Dismiss yeah. this plan. Well, you know, that's interesting for me because... I was very pleased with my, uh, you know, what I attempted, achieving what I attempted. Yeah. What I set out to do in Brighton. Yeah. Very satisfying. With all kinds of weird things like coming up on London now, trying to absolutely crystallise what my take is, you know? Yeah. How am I going to do it? What do I want from it? And how am I going to achieve that? Just yeah. to really clarify. Right. And because uh, I did that with Brighton. And the weird thing about it was the recognition that the only time I'd ever run, successfully run marathons at that kind of pace was with when we did was it. when we were recording. Yeah. So then I realized I had to embrace the podcast record marathon. Yeah. Which is so surreal. I mean, yes, a, yeah. no one else listening can go, oh yeah, it's like when I did that podcast marathon. Yeah, it's not a thing. Yeah. But it worked an absolute treat. Good. But of course I've done that now. Yeah. So the realization, the shaping, the planning for London has to be a new one for London. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. So, so about tell me about Brighton then. We haven't really done the Brighton Well, the Brighton. Um, I know you do the podcast about it. Yeah, so I'll try and keep it <laughs> yeah. simple and non-repetitive because yes. everyone was there with me. Yes, yeah, and yeah. that yeah. was wonderful. Yeah. And that was basically it. The Brighton Marathon is, the course is slightly different. Um, they have added a mile it's, it's really brilliantly done, really. They're trying to make the, the really challenging turn back at the end, the Shoreham turn back. Right. They've made it much shorter yeah. by just adding in a bit here and there. Sometimes it's quite a lot, sometimes it's less, you know? Right. Like, it goes around a couple of squares it didn't go around before. Yeah. So you're only picking up, like, I don't know, a fifth or a quarter of a mile there. But it all adds up. Yeah. And it's a nice route. But the funny thing about it, doing it twice is how yin and yang it all is. Because it's exactly the same distance in exactly the same place. Right. So how much easier can it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and there's that realisation that it's kind of easier and not easier at the same time. It seems like muddle-headed marathon talk, but it felt very clear to me, you know. Key moment for me was getting to the moment where you peel off the main drag and go into all the leisure stuff around Hove Lawns. Right. Last year, that was at the 20 mile mark. Yeah. And I knew then that I was getting pretty blimmin' tired. Right. And this year, I knew I was, when I got there, it was 23 miles. Right. You were park run away from the end. And, uh, yes. Yes. and I knew that I could do it. I knew I was doing okay. Right. But equally, it's like... It's not like it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, really hard in a different way. And that's uh, that sense of balance, that sense of ultimately, no matter if you're fit or less fit, it's hard. This, this route is that route. It's hard. Yeah. It's still the same challenge being completed by the same person. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know. It's a tough old, it's a tough distance. It was a lovely yeah. course. It was so full of lovely people to support the other runners and I felt very engaged with everyone because of possibly because I was running a bit slower you know? yes it does that does help doesn't yeah. It? yeah and also I don't wear wasn't wearing a big rob on my top but I was wearing the microphone yes so a lot of people were aware of people what I was know. doing yes. and it kind of yeah, brings yeah, people yeah. in and of course you get that lovely sliding scale on the marathon of people you don't know you know but don't know very well people you just met yeah. total strangers yes um, people you there's a life partners there's a kinship know, right. yeah there's a kinship so you know seeing everyone yeah. from uh, Patrick and uh, uh, I don't know the guy's name I can't remember who I saw on the turn back and literally he 
we were just sort of recognising each other vaguely and we were like four miles apart in the tiredest yeah. bit of the race. So our greeting was like this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was wonderful. And then I saw Angela Barnes and Beck, yes. Jared, of course, I was running in memory of Phil, yeah, of Jared. Course. Yeah. And they were like up there in the sunshine. It was, it was really... Nice, yeah. That's I had a moment. <sighs> it was all about the podcast. Yeah. So I set off podcasting, which helped me set a pace. And then Morning Magpies, I basically maintained... My, my pace was incredibly steady. Yeah. Um, and I knew it, really. Yeah. Although I was worried about it. Basically, once I've set off and set that, then... Steady, steady nine, 8.50s, 8.59s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just around yeah. nine, but on the good side of nine. Yeah. And, uh, and just knowing it, you know, knowing, thinking, oh, yeah, maintain it, maintain it, and thinking, yeah, but if I forget about it for two miles... I'll still have been doing it. Yes, yeah. Because that's how I w- roll. Yeah, yeah, that's how, yeah. And uh, so that was great. And uh, yeah, I recorded for about half an hour, talking to you, getting back into town, enjoying the vibe, and just warming up and settling in, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I uh, listened to my Running Chats radio hour, which the playlist, when it hasn't got me on it, is a 50-minute playlist. So I listened to that, which I'd devised as an inspiring Brighton Marathon playlist. And it worked. So that was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and included, it had like, again, it had sadness in it, you know, had a little think about, actually, uh, let's take a tangent here, because as well as t- talking about, thinking about Phil. Yeah, there's another. I was thinking about Gareth Richards, of who at course, that time, yes, yeah. I mean, we were very worried that he might not make it, but he was in hospital then, but. Yeah, Gareth, he, Gareth, Gareth Richards, Richards was a very, kind man and a funny comic he, he, he was co-hosted with Frank Skinner for a while wasn't he yes that's right uh, and Frank gave him credit for like, giving heart to that whole broadcast which yeah. is because that's what Gareth was like he was, had a fantastic uh, really gentle but really left field energy it made him an excellent slightly odd comedian but also yeah. just a really lovely guy he was that yeah. guy, kind of guy who on the one hand was laughing at everything all the time but on the other hand not in a mean way yeah he, he was uh, yeah and he, he he had a crush on the M25 coming back from a gig yes and uh, was in a coma and people thought this is very very serious and it was and he passed away yeah he was tough he was, he was, he was one of those it was one of those things where you probably gigged with him more than me. I gigged with him about five or six times. Yeah. I did some gigs with him, uh, some of the comedian and Carol's gigs. He was Christian. Yes. And so we talked about that and just immediately bonded. He's just a lovely, just one of those guys. Yeah, and a very, he's just the, the perfect blend of being a gentle, easygoing guy, but also really interesting. Yeah. No one like him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. again, I don't want to oversimplify, but... It is a lot like Phil because they're such nice, easygoing guys. You really felt close to them and they're gone so soon. Yeah. You think, part of you was just thinking, yeah, well, at some later point, we're really going to catch up and talk more. And you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. And that's what it's like. Another pair of magpies. One of the magpies, this, this kind of family we have of comedians yes. you see for a bit every now and again it really ties in with the kind of personalities we have yeah. it's really beautiful the way you can walk into a room and see someone for the first time in two years and, get really, and go really straight well. into talking yes. to either to the same kind of stuff we crave the stuff we want on here which, so it's either high level wisdom and observation or just high level silliness just goofiness yeah and Gareth was a prime example of yeah. someone who, could, who would meet you anywhere at any time on both those levels no, he, he really was and and it was also a thing that made a lot of comics relate to it was of course uh, the fact it was a car it was a car crash yeah and comics spend could have been anyone else. comics spend an awful lot of time yeah. driving late night yeah. and you know it's dangerous yeah it is dangerous and he was obviously in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah um, I think he was doing a bit of teaching as well, wasn't he, Gareth? So maybe, yeah. who knows? Maybe he was tired from two jobs. I mean, we don't know. But yeah, or maybe it was it's very, very happened in the accident. But it's, it's difficult. It's, it's dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. So RIP. Phil, this this yeah. episode is dedicated to Gareth Richards, and we yeah. always think of him. It's it's really yeah, he, he's, it's uh, one of those ones where, like you say, I didn't know him that well. But honestly, yeah, 
I feel you just he was so I keep remembering so, it and like like you do you wake up in the morning and think oh another day oh Gareth's gone he was so good to, when brutal. you saw him in the dressing room yeah yeah it was uh, and funny memories uh, that's again it seems like an accident but it comes with personality doesn't it Angela Barnes was saying about the time of me her and him went to the Isle of Wight yeah he was really ill he had a terrible cold and she was being a big quizzer she was helping me get ready for mastermind right and then we went to the ferry terminal and the ferry didn't go right and just this whole adventure yeah all kinds of shenanigans and sillinesses but we also said well let's go to the pub and we went to this pub by the dock on the Isle of Wight and you would think that that would be you know a, a pub that would be quite welcoming for travellers nope no <laughs> that's the closest experience you'll ever have to the film the you know, Terminator in, in the biker in bar cliche. Oh, yeah. We kind of, yeah, exactly. We walked in and it was like, <laughs> I don't think the jukebox went, <laughs> but it might as well have done. It's just yeah. brightly, brightly lit. And everyone's like six people around the pool table going, nah, 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 nah. and we went in. Yeah. Just not a word. How strange. And we went to the bar and they watched us and we were like, three <laughs> soft drinks, please. <laughs> And yeah, just the kind of thing that happened when you were at Gareth. Yes. Another yeah. time, me and him did an Edinburgh preview to a fantastically small number of people. Yeah. <laughs> just at the time when you've got a, a huge, kind of wobbly, delicate hour of half baked yes. ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was about a dozen people in this art centre. He was, again, it's just the absolute ridiculousness of the situation was completely pointed up by Gareth. You know what I mean? He was, even as he was saying, oh, this is going to be terrible. My show's going to be a disaster. He's just chuckling away at the whole concept. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, bless him. He carried with him a nice sense of the absurd. Terrible news. Yeah. Really awful. So, it's funny, I was chatting to uh, Sean Walsh yesterday because he... He gave me a shout because he's in Melbourne. Yeah. Having quite a tricky time at the festivals. I think a few people are. Right. And uh, Numbers, attitudes? Numbers, just attitudes, crowds. Just a bit, I don't know, just a bit, bit hard work. Yeah. And um, it's that absurdity of like, he's just had a kid. Everything's going really well in the UK. He's gone, he's travelled however many thousand miles to make no money for a month and struggle in Melbourne. Yeah. It's just, it's just those things that you do, you know. It's a ridiculous job. Yeah. But it's, these are the prices, excuse me, these are the prices we pay yeah. to not do a job that isn't ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I was thinking about this stuff, the mud on the far listening to the music I'd chosen, and then I recorded... Um, the, 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 the links for that from yeah. Runchurch Radio within the marathon. Right, right. And then I went out to the turn back at um, Ovingdean Morning Magpie, which is the first, actually the second long hairpin. Yeah. Actually, just thinking about it now, I remember if the bike marathon feels difficult, the hairpins feel very challenging, so you've got to get up and back. But of course, like in any park run, hairpins are such a wonderful time to spend time with the people going the opposite direction, you know? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's great in Brighton the support when you get up on top of the cliffs there you're right out of town you're in the country but there's good people and bands and things you know waiting on the bumps to cheer you on nice. it was out there. I was just actually nice. talking quite seriously about this stuff on the other podcast and there was a guy I was disturbed by a guy playing like rock and roll guitar okay. <laughs> on the sidelines going I'm like so we think seriously about <laughs> Giving it Chuck Berry vibes. Funny. So that was great. And um, and then I dug in and started to feel it. I had a malt loaf. Yeah. Went down through the halfway point. Slightly cha- slight change of route. Um, when it got back to the front, it went down to the front where it used to finish. Right. Because it doesn't finish there. They could run in that way. Yeah. So basically by the beach instead of up on the road. Right. Very straightforward. And uh, as I passed the 50 mile mark, I was sort of assessing my position. Yeah. And I started thinking how much further I've got to go. And I was like, oh, don't think about that. Ooh. Yeah. But I just remember That's thinking... That's a tough stage, isn't it? Yeah. Because you've got a long way to go, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's always that time. That's the other thing. Having done a bunch of marathons, I was kind of rifling through the roller decks of previous marathons to, to have a better 
um, perspective on what I was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, oh no, 50 miles, that's really hard. It's like, yeah, you know this from London. But that's you've okay. been here before, yeah. Yeah, and then you get out to show here. Oh no, last three miles of Brighton is really hard. Oh, last three miles in New York, you, you're in town, you're nearly there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Just various ways of yeah. tricking Chunking yourself into down. thinking yeah. positively. But yeah, fundamentally, I thought, wow, this is, I'm tired, this is going to be hard. And then the absolute one thought, if, if one thought sums up that Brighton Marathon was at 15 and 23 miles, I just thought the same thing. I just got to 23 and thought, yeah, hard, tired. Yeah. But still, that's eight miles ago, so I think we're yes. going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're very bullish. You've got that strength, haven't you? Yeah. And one last um, thing that I don't think I knew and won't, hasn't been on either of the podcasts so far is once I'd seen my lovely wife and recorded the bit. I, I thought I'd record in the middle. Right. I saved it as like a delayed gratification. I got through the middle. I saw my wife yeah. and then recorded the middle bit at around 70 miles. After I'd done that, I thought, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? I just put my music back on and I'm listening to a random playlist, but it's a playlist made of all the songs. Ow, I just trodden the rock with my bursitis foot. Yowza. Um, I, uh, yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's my playlist of all the songs I've played on my radio hour and all right. the songs in my book. So right. it's a safe space because I chose every last one of them. Nice, yeah. But it's still random, right? Because there's blooming loads. Yeah. Anyway, that hour, so starting from, like it's, I hadn't quite got to 18 miles and I saw the 22-mile marker in the opposite direction and I had this slight terror of the long out and back in Hove. And I put music on, and honestly, the songs that played, they were so good. I was listening back, and it's this week's, I lifted the whole thing and shared it for this right. week's Running Tracks Radio Hour. Yeah. And honestly, I was saying, it's no wonder I didn't flag. Yeah. Because that's just incredible. Great. When you're going, when you get into that point, that point around 19, where young people who went off a bit, you know, who, who was suddenly fast, feeling yeah. it by taking a moment. And I wanted to say to these guys, it's a hill. Yeah. You'll be all right, just uh, hang in there. Yeah. But um, if the blooming Rage Against the Machine song from the end of The Matrix is playing, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah! Yes, yeah, yeah. you can't help it. Anyway, and then it's a lovely finish in Brighton. It was lovely sharing on the podcast. Brilliant the way, incredibly supportive, but kind of also it's still a smaller community so loads of individuals you know yeah so London's great you know we've been there come out of Blackfriars and those crowds are gonna pull you in yeah absolutely in Brighton they're dotted and you know kind of feels like every it's this is not statistically accurate but it feels like every sixth person is someone you know it's yeah. like, hey there. <laughs> yeah. Only come tree, you know. Yeah, that's great. Someone I totally wasn't expecting to see uh, um, who runs half marathons, did the tech on my show in Edinburgh once. Oh, hi. Yeah. You know, Julia, just brilliant. It was really wonderful. So, yeah. I, you had a great time, sounds like. And I was a thinking, tough time. literally planning London around the 24, 25 mile mark, which is either absolute madness or a very good sign. Or possibly both. Yeah. So there you go. So when is London? It's a week and a half. Right. So I'm in that. We talked last You're time. You're in a kind of holding phase. Yeah, and there's a kind of bump yeah. where the recovery run becomes the taper. Thanks. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like you would say, I only did a couple of runs last week. But of course, it all began with the marathon. Yeah. So last week was 35, 36 miles. Yeah. Um, this week, I'm just quietly getting myself 25. I might put some hills in. This is a little bit hilly, but I might go and go up and down my hill in Springfield Park a few times just to remind myself that I can. And then I'll be tapering, tapering a car plane. Yeah. Although, say I've been on holiday and I've been putting away the lager so was there a bit of one thing I did in Australia and New Zealand we had 12 days 12, 13 days of no booze no bread yeah which felt great it felt so good because we just sort of both decided to focus on work and stuff I can imagine that that would feel good yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it did feel great 
But I've made up for it since. Oh, this person's stretching. I literally thought someone prostate on the ground there. Oh, yeah. I literally <laughs> thought they'd collapsed. But they were just doing their exercises. Thank goodness. Um, so was there a bit of boozing in Scotland? Oh, I think there might have been a day since Brighton when I haven't drunk. Right. But I can't remember when it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I feel good. It is, I'm literally on that moment now where I'm just matching. It's like Steve matching our two sound files with the clap. I, I know I'm recovering. I know I'm coming in for London. I start to get the emails about what happens on the start line and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And at one level, I know that's what's happening. But at another level, it's just a little crunch of the gears yeah. to move my focus forward. Because, you know, I'm still in a bit of a Brighton bubble. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But the good thing is, I'm... Worried about it, you know. I want. I'm not going to be blasé. This London's got to be good. The challenge I set myself, and it, this time goes right back to what we were saying about your gigs, your arena gigs, and Steve Martin is, well done for Brighton. Do it again. Yeah. That's that's the challenge. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, at first, my first thought was, oh, I should do it like this next time, only faster. It's like, no, no, none of this only faster. Just do it the same. Yeah. Put it this way: if you do it the same, possibly. It, you'll come out a couple of seconds faster. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't try for it. That would change no. everything. Yeah. You're basically looking for a 355 marathon. Yeah. And you're basically on the podcast model, whatever that might mean. But uh, so that's my plan. And the other clear thought I had is two things actually. One, I still would like to run fast marathon in the autumn. Yeah. You know, and I'm working back to how I managed to get back under 3.30 last autumn, you know. Right. But everything, any marathon at any pace I do from here on in, I have to be better. The, 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 the discipline of this model is the right. way forward. Every marathon comes after Brighton. Right. You know? So that means... What? It means Don't knowing exactly it. what time yeah. you want to run it in. Knowing you're fit enough to do it. Yeah. Setting off at the right pace. Yes. Yeah, and holding. Right. Yeah. That all sounds quite straightforward, doesn't it? But none but of I that. I think until. Uh, none of that historical setting off too fast palaver. No, exactly. Yeah, and I yeah. think that I was doing that. I think that I was accessing some of this sense in York. Um, because they were really quite similar runs, even though York was a lot faster in terms of how it related to pacing and stuff. And I think it's actually clarity of mind right. from the Race of the Stones. I just threw it away a bit in New York, you know. But anyway, so even if I want to go um, run my fastest marathon in years in the autumn, I've still got to work towards it on the same model. A model not, not only goes back to Brighton and York and Race of the Stones, but goes right, right back to what you've just been saying about just getting the miles in, getting the distance, you know. Yeah. Basically building this really strong Foundation. Working model, yeah. model of, a, of running along, just running along, hoovering up miles, bop, bop, bop. And then if you want those miles to go faster, you have to, with complete foundation and clarity, just, just, just turn the dial up, up a little bit. Up a bit yeah. so. And did you take your part run easy? No. Nah. Right. No, I ran as fast as I could. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so that's going to tire you a bit. Yeah, and I yeah. felt it. I felt the... Uh, you felt your legs a bit. Yeah. There was some discussion of this, actually, because people are talking about doing Highbury before London because it's the nearest one to right. some places to stay. And that led what, to a the discussion day before London? of whether right. doing a part run a day before a marathon is wise. And I was saying, I said on our behalf, you know, I'm not sure if that's wise. I didn't say it isn't. And I didn't, but um, lots of people say... It's funny, because on the one hand... Depends what you want. Yeah, and also people are like, oh, it's easy, you just do it slower. And it's like, well, one, that's not easy. No. I've literally, you know, like I was thinking, if I wanted to do parkrun like a minute, a mile slower, we, we have to record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, the discussion of how you do it and how easy it is, is all based on this idea that you have to do it. Yeah, I yeah. Would, I would reiterate the idea that you can also just not do it. I, I, I that mean, certainly didn't hurt in I'll, Brighton. I'll, I'll go so far as to say, you're better off not doing it. Yeah, I mean... It's, I, a, it's a day before a big race. Yeah. You'd only want to do like one, two miles maximum the day before anyway, just as a yeah. loosener. You're deep in your tapering. You've and got then to go someone through. said... Um, uh, 
Peter in in uh, in Liverpool saying, "What exactly? What I, I hadn't even thought it, but it's exactly right." The other thing is, it's like a superstition thing. It's like, what if you fall over? Yeah, yeah. What yeah, if you yeah. lose your headphones? But it's also a bit yeah. of mental energy. Yeah. Even no matter how, even if you decide to run it a bit slower, you're still yeah, running and competing with and an, in amongst people the day before. Yeah, yeah. Something you've been training for for a few months. That's right. It and just I feels also a bit unnecessary. Sometimes you know, it depends what you're do after. Do what you want, obviously. Yeah, it's, obviously it's, it's, it's your journey. You I mean, one of the people said I did it a minute a mile slower and then got my PB. Yeah. I mean, if you do that, you're going to want to do a park run before every marathon you do after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's valid. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are things that people do that possibly they don't need to. You know, it's like serious... In New York, watching people doing really serious warmy uppy stuff yeah. like two hours before it starts when they're when they're not going to be yeah, when yeah. they're going to be running slow or walk running the whole thing, doing like long sideways yes, sprints yeah. and scout runs and stuff in yeah, the yeah, in yeah, the yeah, pace. Yeah, so yeah. Don't bother. Yeah, yeah. You warm up when you're out there. Yeah. Unless that's your journey. Yeah. In which case, good luck. But make sure it's something that's necessary rather than something you feel that you maybe ought to do. Yeah. Particularly with the good habit of parkrun. Because, of course, it's a great habit going to parkrun. Yeah, parkrun's a great, obviously. But the rule, that's, this could be the exception that proves the rule. I literally woke up on Saturday really early, went back to sleep. But when I woke up, um, this is Saturday a week ago, yeah. Yeah. I looked at the clock and it was... 10 to 10. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I missed parkrun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. Felt, felt I, felt, I, I loved it. I felt sad that I'd missed it. Felt refreshed. I love Hope from parkrun. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I was there. I was there the next yeah. day. Yeah. For goodness sake. Anyway, I won't be at Highbury the day before yeah. London Marathon. And I would think twice. Just think about what you want from it, if that is what Yeah, of course, of course. If you don't want to do your absolute best effort, then fine. But if you do... I won't bother. Yeah, Seriously. and also with various injuries and comebacks and phases of running in recent months, I've actually come to the conclusion, well, basically, I always, I always run parkrun flat out. Yeah. There'll be different levels of tiredness and fitness that mean that they will result in different times. But I've never done a... You know, the only time I've gone to parkrun and not run as fast as I could that day is when we, is when we tailwalked it. Yeah. Even when we recorded it, we went, we went, we were running fast. And even if you and I like that, I like the way parkrun triggers my mind into going right. Here we go. And even if you even if you run it a minute a mile slower than you normally do, that's still way faster than easy training. Pass. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, that's the discussion there, and we're gonna there'll yeah. be some disagreements. Like we say, if, if your you journey is different, yeah, you do what yeah. you like. But it's interesting, isn't it? But yeah. I did think this, and this is an interesting one to start. I'd like to talk to you more about London, but of course we've got next week, so that's okay. But um, I think, on the one hand, it's slightly ridiculous, my 200-minute man quest. Yeah. It's in October, so it's okay to just sit it there like yeah. that. Yeah. But on the other hand, two things. One, I did 210-minute. I got back under three and a half yeah. for the first time in years. Yes. So that's not nothing. Let's not forget that. No, it's not. No. And two, this is the thing. This is the clear thought I had. I said to myself, if you want to make that a realistic quest, you have to get your park going back under 20 minutes. If I can get my park going back under 20 minutes, then I can run a marathon in three hours and 20 minutes. And also, get your half marathon time down. Or yeah, maybe that's do, Maybe do a like, try and do a like 135 hour marathon. Yeah. Well, you that's know, a, that's a good like one. That. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, it's making all those links. Because once I've done Breck, and all of this is totally speculative at the moment. Mm. I'm literally not allowed to put this training into, pl- into practice yeah. until I come back from the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. So it's a safe space for mm. discussing it. But yeah, exactly. I'd spend the summer working on speed. 5K, 10K. Got the Great North Run in September, but I could get another half in before then. And just basically, if I can, just psychologically, if I can show myself that I can make a comparable pace yeah. with my younger self over shorter distances, yes. then I can do it over so long distances. Hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's logic to that? that yeah, no, there denial? is logic. Of course, no, there's logic. There's logic. But I'd say that your half marathon time is more indicative of ability to run a fairly swift marathon than, than a 5K. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I'm just going to take a photo of these beautiful blue flowers. Look at these. Blue bells. Yes. No, they're blue not. Bells. They're not. They're not blue bells. Stop saying blue bells. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is, look. Running, Running,
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.